All right. Hello, everyone. This is Trina B with Girl Let's Talk Atlanta, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Girl Let's Talk Atlanta podcast. And today we have a lovely guest, Miss Kimberly Clark. Hey, Kimberly, how are you? Hi there. I'm good. Hello, hello, hello. Awesome, awesome. Can you tell everyone who you are and what it is that you do? Okay, I'm Kimberly Clark. I'm from Stanford, Connecticut, which is about 40 minutes out of New York City. I am an author, a confidence life coach, and an entrepreneur. Just recently, I published two books, Crazy Beautiful, My Life with Bipolar and How I Press On, and I also did a book, a devotional book, 30 Days for those who are grieving a loss. And the name of that book is Don't Grieve Alone. So basically I work with women who um, have confidence and courage issues that are will that want to work on themselves. Just recently, I have developed a program for all women with bipolar who manages mental health issues and deal with the stigma of mental health and just helping them press on like I press on being courageous and confident in life that's it okay awesome that's awesome. what I'm doing I love it it's absolutely amazing so can you tell us how did you get into this particular field um as far as mental health and being an advocate and what kind of um helped you create these books Okay, well, I have a background. I worked in hospice. I did my degree in mental health and I, my graduate degree. So I had to do an internship at hospice and I realized I was very good. I've always been good with talking to people and being a powerful listener, just sitting, embracing the pregnant pause and just embracing what the person is telling me. So when you're dealing with hospice and someone that is a loved one that's about to pass away, or you're actually talking to the person that is dying, it can be very powerful conversations. So after that, I I worked, I was hired in the hospice, the local hospice right here in Stanford, Connecticut, and it was just a dynamic time. I became the volunteer coordinator, so I would train volunteers to do exactly what I do, holding the hands of someone, being a listening ear. So eventually I was like, "This, this is good stuff. You know, and I moved on to other areas, but I always came back to doing the life coaching. So with my grief background, that's when I developed the book, Don't Grieve Alone, because my model, that's my motto. It's so important with people dealing with loss, which I have dealt with, which I talk about in my book, um, Crazy Beautiful. It could be loss of relationships, your career, um, I have a eye condition, so like I deal with a visual impairment. There are so many things in addition to losing a loved one that we grieve every day. When you're dealing with mental health issues, there's so many losses that we come about. So I started my own new, um, my own agency. It's called Vi- Victory Over Loss. 
and I do all things that talk about the loss of anything in our lives and how it changes our life. But it eventually morphed into the mental health part, being bipolar and looking at all the challenges that I have dealt with helped me to, you know, come come along and um, write my memoir. It's something I always wanted to do, but there's a stigma with mental health and nobody wants to talk about it. Back in the day, you put that that aunt, that that mother, that daughter, who that that cousin, whoever it is, you put them in the back room or they took them to the hospital. And there is that stigma that no one wants to talk about mental health. And we're all very capable. We are the experts of our lives. We know who we are and we know how to get out out of life of what we want but it's that stigma that stigma we put on ourselves and that the world put it on ourselves so i'm here to encourage women to get out there despite what they're dealing with despite their loss to get out there and get what they want out of life okay awesome awesome so you talk about loss and um victory over loss how can one actually get over loss? Is there like a process, there's strategies? Like how does that happen? Well, there's really nothing, there's no magic in it at time. It's something as simple as time. And you need to have a support system. It's very important to have people around you. It's very hard to get through loss without sharing your story with others. So when I do group counseling, when I do individual counseling, I I set a premise for people to share their stories. Just the mere sharing of their stories lifts a burden off of them. I've had countless people come up to me after group um, sessions and said, I've never told that story before and I feel wonderful. And if we learn to be able to share that story, not worry about the stigma of being weak, more people will heal faster. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Definitely sharing your stories. That's something that I have to realize um, as a young woman, as a young mother, that um, my story was actually beneficial for other people who were going through the same thing, who had struggled um, with some of the similar things that I had struggled with as a single mom and, you know, just uh-huh. being a young woman as well. Um, and it was maybe like two, three years ago when I actually just realized the power of storytelling. I was always against it. And again, you know, like you were saying, like with our family, sometimes things just get brushed under the rug. You know, it's either talked about one time and not talked about ever again. Um, And, you know, certain things that people don't get an opportunity to vent in a space to where they feel comfortable. Um, So after like two, two and a half years, three years ago, when I started this platform, Girl Let's Talk Atlanta, that's kind of when I had an epiphany. Um, I was like, you know what, why am I, you know, keeping everything bottled up inside? And now I was not always the one to keep like 
educational information because I do market and advertise. So I'm always giving educational information. But when it came to personal things, um, there were things that I was like, you know what? nobody my family like we don't talk about that with certain people even if this is a therapist we don't talk about our issues because that opens up the door for other you know situations and things like that and it uh-huh. was a, you know like a generational type situation um so for those individuals i know most people who either come to you or you go to they are already open and willing to kind of express themselves but how do you get people to kind of open up a little more um, say, for instance, that person in the in the group sessions that never speak or never say anything. Um, you just like you said, I guess time, huh? <laughs> yes, it, it really does become. Um, it comes down to um, just time. But even if they're quiet, just that experience to know you're not alone, which is exactly what I talk about all the time. Don't breathe alone just the mere sitting and being around people helps in the healing as well yes yes definitely okay so i see that you have a um a course can you tell me about this course that's coming up in january yes and january 3rd first time ever i am only exclusively working with bipolar women to talk about our stories and share our fears, our challenges, and our dreams together. Ultimately, I have a program planned for them that as they share and as we work on things like self-care, exciting affirmations, things, little simple things we all know that we should do, but we'll do as a group in between working week to week and working one-on-one with me will come to a point of transformation and i'm so excited about it okay awesome that sounds like it is very much needed and i definitely think that that would help a lot of women who are going through um a bipolar disorder so speaking of bipolar in your words can you describe what this disorder is Okay, basically, it is brain chemistry. We all have different elements in our brain that help us regulate our emotions. But sometimes with bipolar, you can get what they call a a bipolar depression, and it can get so low. No medication, nothing can help, it seems. It's like you feel stuck. And that's where I have been before, just stuck. It could be up to two years. You're just down and you're hopeless and you can't see past anything but the moment of where you're at right now. Thankfully, medication has helped me. I'm on an antidepressant and a mood stabilizer. And with those medications, I'm able to regulate my mood and not go into a manic episode which is the very opposite of depression and although anyone that's ever been manic before they're like sometimes you can say i like that because you can do 10 different things you don't need sleep you feel all powerful but you burn yourself out just like everything else what goes up has to come down so if you have these rapid 
mood episodes and you're going in and out, up and down, it can be very hard on your job, career, could be on your relationships, it could be with your family. Um, I have been divorced twice and although the men, I look back, they weren't for me, but it did not help um, the, the way that I was. You know, when I'm on, I'm on. I'm very excitable. Um, I'm trying to make things happen. And I think I was a little bit too much for my ex-husbands. <laughs> and they did, not, they did not quite know how to handle me. Um, I experienced overspending, um, mm-hmm. building up debt, um, mm-hmm. hypersexuality. There are just mm. so many issues through my 20s into marriage that I've dealt with over the years. And mm. I, I share that story in my memoir, Crazy Beautiful. Okay, awesome. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so when we talk about stressors and symptoms, and I know you kind of went over a few of them, um, but can you kind of go into detail a little bit more about the stressors stressors and symptoms of having not even just bipolar disorder just having some type of mental um illness yeah and i don't like to say well illness. <laughs> yeah well there's plenty when we talk about mental health we could be talking about being bipolar schizophrenic um, OCD, um, dealing with PSTD. Um, there's so many other personality disorders as well. And what happens when you are stressed, the stress of um, being a mom, taking care of children, um, managing a job or jobs, um, anything that you put too much on yourself effects could be the depression it could be the anxiety when you're extremely nervous your heart could beat very quickly and you're just overall just nervous all the time you're just like waiting for the other foot to the shoe to drop it's just it could be nothing going on but the anxiety is feeding we are people that um we fight or flight when fear comes uh, to us. So with anxiety, you're in a state of fear all the time. And I have gotten to work, my heart is heavy, it's beating fast, and I had to smile, put the mask on, and talk to people, interview candidates, and it, 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 it's been really hard. And I know there's so many people out there that have felt it. There's plenty of people that have not been diagnosed. They don't even know why they're having such problems handling situations that people are used to handling all the time. Sometimes there's a mental health illness involved. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I definitely can see that because again me as a young adult young mom single mom i've been hit points in my life to where you know i was stressing and i do have high anxiety and up until recently um i actually took the steps to get help with my anxiety and to get help with my depression and i think that covid um has definitely challenged that and has definitely brought out more <laughs> it's kind of like just yeah definitely <laughs> and I was yeah oh my god you know 
the symptoms and everything has always been there, but just now is just more intense. And I'm like, you know what? Something has to be, I have to get myself help. And that's yeah. one thing about having a mental issue and um, having a mental issue is how can one really muster up the courage to say, I need to get help, you know? And I, again, it took me a while. And my thing, I guess, with the whole mental health um, awareness and things like that is like, how can we actually reach these people who don't want help or who don't feel like they need help? Yeah, that is one difficult thing about my job because there's so many people, oh, that was so wonderful talking to you. Oh, we need this, we need this. But then when you offer up yourself, you offer a program, you offer to help them open up, a lot of times they clam up. And it's really hard. And the only thing, Trina B, that we can do is just encourage um, others. Um, there are so many women out there that they know something's wrong, just like you said, but it takes that time where they've had enough. I was medication free and I had two small boys in diapers and I left the Costco, the, the big Costco run, and I came home and before I could unload all my stuff out my van, I got on the phone with my OBGYN. And I was like, listen, there is something going on with me. And just like you said, it was a little bit more than, you know, what, what, what you're used to dealing with. It wasn't just, oh, I'm just stressed out or I feel a little sad, I'm a little depressed. I was really edgy. And that's when he um, gave me, what was it, uh, uh, Prozac. That's when Prozac was very popular. And he explained to me and my husband, hey, listen, this is just to take the edge. Don't worry about it. Don't think you're crazy or anything like that. It's just like when I come home and the neighborhood's out and we just get a beer, we crack a beer, and we just take that edge off. And right. that was a Band-Aid. At, at that point, that was just a Band-Aid. Because as the years would go on, you realize I needed something more than that little Prozac pill. <laughs> I need something to regulate my moods. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's all in the individual. They have to seek the help for themselves. Mm -hmm. So would you say that um, the antidepressants and the mood stabilizers definitely helped you? Because I know a lot of people, and I know like for me, um, when I would share, you know, with some friends and family, you know, about possibly taking antidepressants and mood stabilizers, like, oh, you don't need that, girl. It's just a mental thing. It's just like, yeah, I know it's a mental thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why I need help because I know that's it's a mental thing. That's why I need help. <laughs> no, girl, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. You better listen to your soul. Yes. You know, you are the expert. Trina, you are the expert of your existence and your experience. We can't yes. listen to anyone. We can't listen because a lot of times they, it's spoken in fear mm -hmm. because people in the unknown, we don't know. I've, I've been through plenty of antidepressants that did not work, that made, made me seem even sicker or help for six weeks and then all of a sudden I, I, I fell flat again 
So it's a cocktail that you have to kind of come up with that works for you. And it's been three years I've been on the same um, medication and that has helped me and helped me so that I'm doing so well professionally and completed two books in one year. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. That's that's amazing. Um, like I said, I, that this is my story. Um, I definitely want people to, when people hear stories and they hear testimonies, um, it definitely makes them say, okay, well, she's like me and this person is like me, or they feel the same way, you know, I felt. Um, but yeah, so I recently, you know, went through the process, went to therapy. I always talk about therapy because I do believe that we all need other people to talk to. Um, not even, um, not just therapists, you know, coaches, uh, you know, anybody, a pastor, whoever. Yeah. We all need that scapegoat to talk to. Um, and that's what I did. I started out the process and then eventually I did get on to some antidepressants, which kind of helped, like, honestly, I, I think it helps because my triggers are not like as like so one of my things was driving um I don't know where this fear of driving came from because I used to be a road runner okay back yes in my girl yes <laughs> back in my day I would literally be gone from the sun up to sun down and for the past few years you know, even though I've been going hard with this platform, this network and everything, I've always just been where I needed to be. But at the same time, I did all of this with anxiety. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired of having my anxiety levels like completely crazy to where it, it definitely interferes with my business. It interferes with my relationship with my children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It interferes with a lot. So you know, and I'll be 35 for the next year. So I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I got to fix this right now. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it's like, I got to fix this now because I got so much greatness inside of me to not be, you know, try to put it out there. <laughs> and listen, and that's all that it is. It's a little something on the side. Yes. Your greatness is so much bigger than mental health issues. Yeah. So bravo to you that did you recognize it that you know like hey you you ain't gonna hold me back and you don't let it you don't let it and let that greatness out absolutely absolutely so for those who are listening um on the podcast for this episode if you are having any type of mental issues um if you have any symptoms um, if you don't know what the symptoms symptoms is, the warning signs or anything, um, you can always Google, but also reach out to Miss Kimberly Clark as well. I'm pretty sure that she will be able yeah. to assist you. <laughs> yes, yes, they can. Yes, I definitely, I did a lot of research on my own. Um, I did, of course, Google University and YouTube University was my best friend. Um, and I also have several friends that are coaches. And it's so crazy because the field that I'm in, I work with a lot of coaches. I work with a lot of therapists. And it's like, how am I working? And that's a battle that I was dealing with too. It's like, how am I working on all these people? And I'm dealing with this myself. Like, how yeah. can I respond to yeah. these individuals? 
<laughs> let me tell you, you basically in a no-brainer situation. Like, duh, they're right here and they're ready to help you. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? And it, it's just that I I tell anyone that's listening right now, you're are not alone. You're mm-hmm. not alone. We're out here and we're all striving for all the wonderful things God has blessed us with and that will bless us with. But we got to take care of our part. God's like, listen, I got you. But we got to take the steps to make sure we're okay. Yeah. And that we're ready for the journey. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's one thing that I'm definitely going to continue to work for. Um, again, guys, if y'all need any help, um, with um helping you like diagnose or you know anything where it comes to mental issues definitely reach out to kimberly clark and reach out to any professional that you think that will help you because mental issue mental illness is definitely an issue that we have to work constantly and daily on um because we want great people in the universe we want great people to get yes yes um, and manifest and do all the things in the world that we need. You know, if everybody is depressed and not getting help, then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. The world's not rolling like it should. Exactly, because we all have issues, you know. <laughs> yeah, and God said we're going to have issues, so that's not the that's not a big deal. Yes. God said it's going to be trials and tribulations. So definitely, um, um, reach out to me. Um, I, I, you can shoot me an email, Kimberly at victoryoverloss.com or on Instagram at the Kimberly Clark. That's at the Kimberly Clark. All right. Awesome. So I want to ask you a few questions as it pertains to your entrepreneurship. Um, and, uh, just so that the listeners can get a better understanding of who you are, because, you know, a lot of the times people have to get a feel of people for them to start sharing information with them. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I want to start off by asking you, uh, what was your most memorable experience as an entrepreneur? Um, let's see. I, you know what it was when I went Facebook Live one Friday evening and announced that I was going to be a life coach. And that's when I was still, that's three years ago. And I was at that point just concentrating on grief. And I got on Facebook Live and I started talking. The words were just flowing out my mouth because it's so important just to have accountability. So it's one thing to say something to your mom or to your best friend. Hey, I'm thinking, but when you go Facebook Live and I have a lot of followers and just proclaim this is what I'm about to do. All the people that were chiming in and congratulating me and and sidebarring me and DMing me and was just saying, we need this. We so need this. And I still received that same um, um, support from them. And that was the time that I can do this. I can do this. I stopped working two years ago and now I just work for myself. Just as things come to me, I'm very creative person. I make it happen. I turn it into income. That's amazing. I'm definitely on that journey and on that wave as well. And we'll talk a little bit after the podcast. 
Um, the next question is, what have you learned from your biggest flops or failures? Um, well, one thing I have realized that when you are trying to build a presence online, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of money and plenty of times flop. You, you spend money, coaching classes, whatever, whatever it is out there, whether it's building your website. And a lot of times I, I did things and I bought things and I created things that I wasn't quite ready for. My dream was there. My dream is big, but you can make money and not have a website, which I did not know. Exactly. All you need is your phone and um, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, and the people will come. And they're not worried about a website. Not not saying that my website <laughs> was, was not needed, but it was just money I didn't have to spend. But the good news is, if you're out there and say, don't I know it, just the countless times that you put money out there and you feel you wasted, hey, we have to lose in order for us to win. So something that we consider a flop, a failure, or didn't work out, it's all in the process. It's all in the process. We can't appreciate when everything's going well if we haven't been down in the dumps when it's not working out for us. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So when we talk about mental illness, uh, mental and being in the mental and mind, um, how do you kind of keep your body healthy as far as diet and exercise? Is that important as well? That is very important with depression, especially. Um, I walk, I meditate. Um, I, I need to get back to yoga because that stretching ain't no joke. Don't sleep Girl, on yoga, y'all. I just did on my... Uh, I just started doing Pilates on Saturday. So yesterday yes. I went to Pilates and we were using the machines and I was like, oh my God. Like, okay. Yeah, it's real. It's real. So I have this, <laughs> this cute little Shih Tzu named BJ and he gets me up really early in the morning and I'm off on my walk. You have to move. You got to take care of your body and you got to move. That's, that's the most important thing. And as far as my mind is um, to take that in consideration, I journal. I have two journals that I journal in every day. Whatever's in that mind, get it down on paper. It is so important. Stop walking around, saying all those conversations, all that monologue that goes on in your head. Put it down on paper and walk away from it. Yes, I definitely uh, agree with that because I'm like, that was one of my issues. Like, how do I get outside of my own head? Like, why am I having conversations like constantly yeah. with myself? Like, how do I get this out of my head? You, you all by yourself having these grand conversations. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can't do it. So, I mean, and as when I was younger, I loved writing. I'm all I've always been a creative person, so I've always loved writing, creative arts, um, anything that stimulates my mind. I absolutely love it. Um, I try to get back into journaling, and I guess 
sometimes it's just like so frustrating that I even have to like write it down. Like, oh my God, I don't even feel like writing, you know, and that I know that's something yeah. <laughs> I gotta get. I'm more so, I would do like audio recording. So just like we're doing the podcast, my phone is yeah. still recording of me just speaking because I, you know, I, I'm just like my hands and, you know, I have all kind of issues and stuff with my yeah. hands for a while. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do the audio and I'll go back. I never listen awesome. to them, but I will start going back and listening to my audio recordings because I have had some lengthy conversations, you know, it's just venting, you know? And, yep. um, <laughs> and I do, um, a lot of people always say, oh, you should write a book and this and that. And I was like, you know, I don't want to write a book. But, you know, honestly, thinking now is like, you know, I should because I definitely know that it would help other people. Um, yes. So, and speaking of your daily routines and things that you do health-wise to help you on a daily basis, um, do you have any mantras that you live by or any sayings, affirmations that you just have to either say or repeat every day? And how does that oh, help? Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> yes. And days that I'm like, what am I gonna write about? I start writing down the affirmations. One of my favorites are, I believe in my greatness and I will act according to this yes. belief. Yes. We walk around and we think so highly of ourselves until we get around other people and we start to shrink back. Believe mm. in that greatness and not just believe you got to act on that greatness. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite. And um I am who I am. I am, as we all know, if you have a religious background, is very powerful. God is the I am. Yes. I am who I am. Period. Yes. We don't have to make any excuses for ourselves, people. Stop making excuses. You are who you are. Period. Yes, yes. I love it. Last question. What do you love to do in your spare time? Oh, girl. Let's see. Well, it's, it's hard to say. Like, put it this way. If it wasn't in a pandemic, I would be traveling. I would be traveling. I would, I would yes. be booked a trip to Dubai, and I would be doing um, some serious shopping in the Dubai Mall. Basically, yes. um, <laughs> I I love designer items. I like quality. I'm not all about just you know flashing names and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I love quality. I'm more of a classic dresser. So. Mm -hmm fine fine materials and things like that i really really enjoy doing oh yeah absolutely that's one of my favorite pastimes too i'm addicted to <laughs> I, i'm addicted to like shopping i love to shop but i don't like like most people they like to shop for like clothes and stuff like that i don't like to shop for clothes i like interior design i like um, yes, dating, home goods. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> all the little Ashley, like all the furniture stores, like I just absolutely love um, going in there and just seeing like different layouts. And I guess one of the things with my, um, I, I have like slight OCD sometimes, okay. where okay. I have to change my so my living room. Um, because I have kids, I kind of have to 
it's like a living space but it's also a play area as well as mm-hmm. for the kids as well as yes yes so I'm constantly yes. changing and rearranging I would say every maybe two to three months I am changing the complete layout of my living room like all the time and I'm very big on feng shui as well <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, sounds like some feng shui going on. Yes. And do you see the difference? Do you see the difference when you um, make those changes every other uh, of the couple months? Yes, like it, I feel more like relaxed. I love awesome. to sit um, perform, do my work. The kids, you know, every time I switch it around, they come in. They like, oh my god, mommy, what you do? And they enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's so much fun. It's like having uh, a new room. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like just what I just love doing it. Well, that's awesome. That's amazing. I love to travel also. Um, so if you um, do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners, any special promotions or offers that you're offering right now? Well, um, I just want to tell everyone that's listening, I'm open. I always offer a free complimentary discovery call. So if you're interested in spending 30 minutes on the phone with me, no charge, hit me up on my email. Kimberly at victoryoverloss.com or on IG at the Kimberly Clark. Just hit me up. We'll connect and we can talk because in 30 minutes we can do a whole lot. Yes, yes. You know, five minutes can change your life. 30 minutes would do wonders, honey. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> Well, awesome, awesome. I appreciate you, Miss Kimberly, for joining me today on the Girl Let's Talk Atlanta podcast. It was very insightful. I'm a hope the Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. I hope the listeners got an opportunity to get more in-depth information on mental illness and how you are serving and doing your part in your community to help women, to help people overcome and break stigmas um, in mental illness. Because oh, again, yes. <laughs> it's very much needed. Yes. It is. Yes. So thank you guys again for tuning in to the Girl Let's Talk Atlanta podcast and be sure to share this with all your friends and your loved ones. We appreciate you.